Oh, God damn it, Dan. Here we go. Uh, the start of the show. It's How Bad Cast. Here we go. The start of the show. <laughs> Here we go. The start of the show. It's How Bad Cast on the internet. I either cut off the part where uh, Dan started talking during the pressing of the recording button. I was announcing. Or you heard the result. I was announcing the pressing of the record button. I think that's helpful. But you don't know when the record button is being pressed. I see the little thing. The dot turns red. Uh, oh, you said it before the dot turned red on my end. Yeah, mine too. Why did anyway, it's How Bad Cast. I'm your host, Mike Linden. Uh, the loser host that talks too early is Dan Linden. Okay. I don't see and, why that judgment is necessary. And the winner host that agrees with me, the turnt-up king himself, oh Stephen Montenegro. That's right. I am the turnt-up king of this podcast. Yep. yep. No one can deny that. Um, for people that are wondering why I'm called that, but who I am be, also, honestly? I am also wondering why I'm called that. Uh, but Mike just assigned me that name when he sent me the invite for the audio recording room. Uh, well, it went through a process. Oh, yeah, like sorry. I decided, I decided, I decided this episode's, uh, name convention was, uh, vegetable themed. So, uh, Dan started out as Radicchio, mm-hmm. uh, spelled incorrectly, mm-hmm. uh, and Stephen was Turnip King for some reason. But then I mean, we had to. Uh, we know why. <laughs> but then we had to uh, uh, restart a couple of times for technical difficulties. Yeah, and eventually yeah. Uh, we settled on Turnip King. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, cool story. I mean, everybody yep. everybody knows about about the turnt up king, though, right? He just wanders around cuckolding other vegetables. <laughs> God, oh, Jesus. <laughs> P.S. We only got one taker on the uh, give me a Star Wars name. <laughs> I mean, that is still largely uh, an infinitely higher I mean, uh, return rate on go. our calls for it? emails than normal, but still. Did you already do it? I don't remember what the agreement was. Huh? What, what do you mean? With the agreement? Like what is it was, what is your hey, part of the transaction now? Did you already do it? Email me if you want a Star Wars name and I will give you one. Did, that was the transaction. Did they And yes, I did. Why didn't you put it on the show? That's terrible fan engagement. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I just assumed such a flood of emails that oh, I just started sure. taking them. Uh, in real time, assuming that would be necessary. Yeah, I, and I'm pretty sure that you got that one email before um, the episode was even up because Whoa. I just told someone that they could email how, how badcast at gmail.com <laughs> to get a Star Wars name from you. Huh. Uh, that's possible, although I think the turnaround time between when we record these and when they go out was is such that may or may not have happened anyway it doesn't matter the point is this is a new episode where we do totally new things if you want a vegetable <laughs> name email us oh my god how bad gmail.com how at gmail.com um do not email how at gmail.com if you're allergic to how gmail at gmail.com or any of its ingredients yeah I hate that so much. How do I know if I'm allergic to any of the ingredients of Zerzenabril? Yeah, that always that always blows my mind now. Where it's like I get it's it must have been like some ridiculous legal 
thing, but like it's so weird to hear them be like, "Do not take this if you are allergic to it." And it's like, well, <laughs> well, sure. Duh. Like, so here's here's the logic on it though. Is it like you generally assume that any disclaimer is because someone sued over it, right? But in these instances, there's like lawyers that think they're clever, constantly like probing the limits of their own uh, uh, of their own liability waivers. Yeah. So probably just some lawyer threw that in there, yeah. Like one time, and it was like, I wonder if this absolves us if anybody has an allergic reaction. <laughs> and then a court went, Yeah, they said not to take it if you're allergic. So now everybody does it, right? I do well, like, like it, the oh. underlying the underlying logic of the whole thing basically amounts to uh, ignore this advertisement and do not take this drug or even think about it unless your doctor brings it up for a reason. Like that's basically what you actually want, but they're <laughs> but they're advertising to everyone for whatever reason. Yeah, I mean, like it makes sense if you were to say, um, like. Do not, it would make sense if you were to say, do not eat this cheeseburger if you're allergic to cheeseburgers or cheese, right? Mm -hmm. Like, people know what that is. Um, right. Uh, but yeah, like, this must be for some sort of complicated liability reason. I do like Or like, do not, do not eat the Juicy Lucy if you're allergic to cheeseburgers. Because in reality, even though it's a surprise, this is a cheeseburger. Yeah, perfect. Idiot. I really like the idea, though, of someone taking a drug... And then having an allergic reaction, but then being like, no, I want that drug. I saw the commercial, and I think it's going to solve my problems. <laughs> so uh, then they had to just re respond to that guy. Uh, yeah, the, the other new thing that they do in drug ads is, like, a lot of times now they're allowed to say, these are not all or even the most serious side effects. Ugh. Like, so, like, they're like, they're like... Common side effects include immediate death and pooping, uh, pooping for hours on end. These are not all or even the most serious side effects. Mm -hmm. They're like, because they're they're already listing pretty terrible ones, and then telling you like, yeah, but there's more. <laughs> um, and that is disturbing. It is. Like, I want to know what what else is going on. <laughs> Yeah, right? Like I want them to I want them to have to make every drug commercial four and a half minutes long while they just read every possible side effect. Right. While a bunch of uh bunch of people either walk around outside or make something in their kitchen. Or, or like throw their grand grandchild at a couch or something. Yeah. Right, right, right. Like I could bench press my granddaughter again. Uh, <laughs> oh my cool. god! They have the uh, they have the the actual commercial, and then instead of the listing of side effects, uh, speed reader part, they just have like a guy come out and read the meta study of all of the controlled trials that they did. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and one of them's called, and and one of them is called. On assessing the effects of Zenzabrans on whether or not a 72-year-old man will be able to bench press his granddaughter again. <laughs> a clinical trial of 128 participants. I saw the best drug commercial this morning where it was something to do with, uh, I don't know, bones. Strengthening those bones. Bones? Uh, yeah. And like oh, was it the now's no time to find out your bones are weak commercial? Yeah, where it's like you ask yourself, are my bones strong? <laughs> yeah. And then it's just a montage of people 
almost but not quite getting into pratfalls, basically. <laughs> and they use like they use like freeze frame too. It like that one feels it, it's not that bad, but it feels just a touch cheaper than other drug commercials. Mm-hmm. And it feels like it's like one tick closer to sham wow right. like ads. You know? Yeah. Like, the, the, like the they best. almost say does this ever happen to you? Yeah, they're very close to it for sure. My the my favorite my top uh, performance in that one was some uh, older woman holding a beverage in each hand, walking out of the kitchen, and then an RC car comes by yeah. right in front of her, and then she looks right at the camera like, mm, really? Yeah. The, there's also like there's also like a 60 year old woman walking down the stairs with a big like bin of laundry, and she like steps on an orange, and then like. And then, like, has to try and regain her balance. And, like, the tag ad is, uh, uh, the tag for the ad is something like, this is a bad time to find out your bones are weak. I mean, it certainly (laughs) is. Like, I would, I guess I can't deny that. But, like, but I mean, like, I feel like they recut it or re tagged the campaign because you don't want to go to the doctor right now with right. a broken like pelvis from a fall right. but like every time is a bad time to find out that your pelvis will break i agree i guess but there are definitely like better times than others okay. basically you want it to be well like, like yeah you're... you don't want a broken pelvis to ruin your armistice day <laughs> sure <laughs> i mean <laughs> We were all thinking Armistice Day, so we didn't feel like we had to say it out loud. I mean, I guess the the time you want it to happen is like when you're just about to go through a Weapon X adamantium uh, bone lacing treatment. Sure. And you're just like, oh, well, I guess I'm glad I'm doing this. Yeah, like, oh, it turns out your bones are very weak. I don't care that I won't anything. Yeah. Yeah, like if you're, if you're right near the RoboCop factory, fine. <laughs> Like if you just if you slip and fall in an RC car right outside the Robocop factory. Yeah, like yeah. fine. That's a little bit better, I guess. Sure, 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 sure. They set up a whole factory for that and they've only managed to make one Robocop. Well they were amb- That's a terrible <laughs> ROI. They were very ambitious about how easily those hotcakes would sell. <laughs> I mean, I agree that it wasn't probably a great investment. <laughs> like like is there like a whole like mass production line that only ever had one part go through each station of the thing. Oh, I assumed it was like it was like a whole mini factory for prototyping. I think they probably oh, okay. I think they probably just determined that it wasn't that efficient that they just let injured police officers die on Moss instead of instead of building them RoboCop bodies. But maybe like the <laughs> uh, the like pseudo abattoir section of the factory was just like they couldn't get anyone to work on it. Now that I think about it, there were other cops that died in the movie RoboCop. <laughs> <laughs> why does why does Murphy, I think is his name, get a uh, get a RoboCop suit and the other cops are like, "Oh, cost of doing business." <laughs> That's a good question. Maybe they, he didn't maybe they didn't fit the profile. All I'm saying is RoboCop uh what what are we Detroit? What is it called? What's the name of their fictional Detroit? Um, New Detroit? And, and it's like, I don't know. It's like, it's like Century City or something like that. Mega uh, City. Oh, God. The the emails from Sawhawk are going to be over-the-top <laughs> upset on this one. Do but you like, think they'll probably mostly be upset about the fact that we seem to implicitly be on the side of Ed 209 here? 
like we really we, like RoboCop. We're just finding all the flaws. No, I think we're having we're just finding flaws in the program. Oh yeah, well, that's no. what I'm saying. If it's not, I mean, he might be a better product, but if it's not viable to produce these things, if you can't scale up, how is this program going to succeed? Maybe the issue is that Detroit cops in the future all have weak bones. What? I was actually kind of saying the opposite. I was saying, like, oh. come, come on, Delta City PD. Blue Lives Matter. Make RoboCop suits for every, every, every brother and sister fallen in the line of duty. <laughs> That's what I was saying. I remembered it, by the way. It was Delta City. Great. But it's right. definitely Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh... And why, why did I assume there... To address the flaws in my own logic, why did I assume there that it was the police force that thought that police lives didn't matter in this instance? (laughs) (laughs) I guess maybe I'm like mad at the city council of Delta City or like the emergency administrator because if you're that crime ridden, you've probably got like an emergency administrator appointed. It's like, ah, chief, why don't we send all these guys to the RoboCops? That's a lot of paperwork. Yeah, see, that's the only thing that it can be, right? Is like mm-hmm. the the lazy chief thinks it's too much paperwork. When I mean, I think I think the real issue that they're having is they like they're trying to work in secrecy. Uh... If they would just make robocopping part of like the funeral procession or something, oh sure, like you like you lower the casket into or onto into a robocop. <laughs> sure, yeah, that I mean, like funeral processions are already like annoyingly slow like you, right. you've got time to robocop them on the way to the on the way to the gravesite and they pop out of the coffin at the end <laughs> yeah like i just like the idea that they're like they like put them in the coffin like and they slowly drive the hearse to the cemetery and then they lower the coffin into the hole and then they everybody cries and like the widow or widower throws like one rose in there and then they start throwing dirt on it and then everybody just sits around and eats like cucumber sandwiches for for like three minutes while they fill up the hole and all of a sudden out busts a robocop and he just yells ricky's back huh i mean i think like eventually they might figure out hey maybe if we skip the whole it's for closure part i mean maybe that's why maybe we just answered why there's only the one robocop because the He's funeral the only expenses one that got out of the dirt. The funeral expenses were just too much. The margins weren't oh. there. Yeah, like you it, said, it, it was a startup business. Yeah, you need the funeral for closure, though. Mm. Yeah, that's very true. Like that, you don't want all these RoboCops uh, having family hanging off them all the time. Yeah, well, and like once you're a RoboCop, you're never quite the same person you were before, right? Wait, you're a robo. That- you're a robo person now. Wasn't like the whole issue in that movie that he was remembering his family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they very clearly view that as a problem. Mm-hmm. So, but <laughs> so the funeral is closure for the cop as well. Yeah, it's closure for both of them. I see for both sides. I, you don't think yeah, you don't think after you die you're going to need closure, Dan? Why do you think there's so many ghosts? I mean, they're trying to great, figure they're trying to figure this shit out. A great point. You don't want a RoboCop being haunted by its own ghost. No. Whoa. whoa. <laughs> I yeah, watched that movie. Holy shit. Yeah, but... Have they not done that yet? They've done a lot of RoboCop movies. How have they not covered that? It's like of? RoboCop 4 Ghost in the Shell 2. <laughs> okay, so how does this work? So the ghost is just following the RoboCop around because the ghost wants the RoboCop to stop 
being alive. He's or... trying to get back. No, he's trying to get back in there, handle his business. I see. Because that ghost wants to avenge his death, and the Robocop right. needs Robocoping control chips that yeah. stop him from just avenging indiscriminately but the robocop oh, that's actually really that's actually a really great conflict mm-hmm. right it's very much man versus himself and the machine wow plus it's the classic it's the classic partner setup but they're both the same person <laughs> yeah and it's a, like, it's, at its heart, one... it's a buddy cop comedy <laughs> You've got the one guy who's totally by the book because that's how he's programmed. Right. And then you've got the loose cannon, but he can't actually accomplish anything yeah. without the other guy. Yeah, and um, and they both just keep saying, like, one keeps saying, I'm too robo for this shit, and the other one keeps saying, I'm too dead for this shit. So the ghost yeah. is like, come on, man, live a little. Burn that inhibitor chip out. <laughs> and just for the, uh, you know... Just for the Mel Gibson, full Mel Gibson formula, you can have some point the ghost be in hell to be tortured for some reason. And oh, come sure. back and come back knowing only one thing is certain, that it's the Jews' fault. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> Mel Gibson. Yeah, I want to right, clarify. We got that. I think we are. But the ghost never says that in the movie. It just uh, no, it, talks about it, it uh, later on. It's implied, and you got to go on a whole, like... Yeah, it's implied a little bit in the movie, and then you got to go on a whole apology tour before anyone will go see the movie. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the world is surprisingly quick to forgive anti-Semitism. So it'll be fine. We'll just have to push it until a Christmas release. Right. Right. I think we've got a winner on our hands here. I think so, too. I'm excited about this. Me, too. Um, yeah. Like, now, who can greenlight this? Can one of us greenlight it? I mean... I don't know. I I say go. I say we're go. Can anyone right? Wait. Oh, Dan just did it. Oh, cool. Is that it? Right? So, Is that all Dan, you should do? Dan, let me let me now that we're in pre-production. Yeah. Let me pitch you a slight twist on the concept. Okay. What if we just don't include Mel Gibson in anti-Semitism at all? I mean, oh wow. We might want to do I know it seems radical. <laughs> I mean, maybe we should do some some like set up a surveys, you know. Oh, do some test screenings. Yeah, like we. So, like, what you're saying is we do a implied anti-Semitism cut. Yeah, and then a no anti-Semitism at all cut. Right. Okay. Cool. Um, and which one is Mel Gibson? <laughs> uh... I mean, okay, maybe we just don't involve Mel Gibson at all. Like, maybe yeah. we give him a co-EP credit. Why don't we just get a Mel so, Gibson like, type? Right. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, a Mel Gibson type. Yeah. You know, who is that? Is that Chris Hemsworth now? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that, that seems pretty accurate. Like, I look, in the, I, I look at the comedic turn he put in as Thor toward the end of the, like, you know, Avengers series. Uh-huh. Sure. I think Chris Hemsworth is Mel Gibson now. Huh. And then who are we going to have be RoboCop? Does he also play RoboCop? Unclear. Liam Hemsworth. Yeah. Ooh, perfect. Yeah, we'll just do a whole Hemsworth clan. And then, of course, to make Chris Hemsworth's comedy chops work, uh, he has to refer to the RoboCop as, like, Rat or whatever he was calling the raccoon in those movies. Car. He'll call him Car. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Wait, so you're thinking he's going to do this with, like, the sort of stately affectation of Thor. Oh well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> this this is his wheelhouse, He's right? A ghost. 
I'm just trying to lean into his strength. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I think maybe to get it to work entirely too, we need like one more. We need one more element. Maybe okay. like a maybe like a bird that's voiced by Gilbert Gottfried. Sure, he'd do that. <laughs> I don't know. Why would you bother? Why would you bother saying Gilbert Gottfried would do something? <laughs> that's implied. You're right. I don't right. know. Maybe we shouldn't send the robot on a killing spree. <laughs> I like it. What kind of bird is he in this one? Um, I'm going to go with pigeon. Okay. Because Robocop's just walking a beat in the city, right? Right, right, right. Yeah, it's, it would probably have to be pigeon or like seagull if it, were in, if it took place only in parking lots. Yeah, true. I've got a bad feeling about these flamethrower arms. <laughs> Boy, I would watch this. I would, too. I would write it and uh, produce and direct it as well. Um, uh-huh. So really, we're all we've got this all lined up. Um, yeah. Someone provide the budget, and you would still the watch it. Numbers. At, you would still watch it after writing it, and then uh, inevitably becoming disappointed by the way your vision was twisted in the final by the studio uh, cut. Oh no no no! I am never upset by how by my vision getting twisted. You know why? The moment I start something, I consider it done. Then I never have to worry about finishing anything. Huh. Oh wow! <laughs> like I'm like That's okay, a- I've started a project. No fucks given. I'm done. It's <laughs> a good cool. Attitude. The longest yeah. the longest journey starts with a single step. I've already cast Gilbert Gottfried, or failing that, myself doing a Gilbert Gottfried impression. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Either way, box office gold. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> His sidekick is a bird doing a Gilbert Gottfried impression. <laughs> Wait, we're casting an actual bird now? I've been replaced <laughs> on my own picture? Yeah, I still call well, them I mean, pictures. We'll, put a, we'll just put peanut butter in its beak so it looks like it's talking. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah, because we've got to do it live action. You don't want to animate that. That's going to be expensive. Let's right. wrangle some pigeons. Yeah. How hard <laughs> would that be? I mean, I'll call my pigeon wrangling guy. Yeah. Well, I mean, do we need to wrangle? I mean, don't we have enough? Like, isn't there enough like stock footage of pigeons that we could probably just cut something? <laughs> That's a great point. <laughs> See, we're already saving money. So <laughs> if you're out there waiting to provide the budget for this, we're already saving you money. Hey, RoboCop, I'm just going to fly over here and be safe over this garbage barge. Oh, mine's better than yours. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, like I'm going to need to hear multiple different reads before I'm either even going to call you back on this one, Dan. Well, I'm not. I wasn't trying out for it. I'm just we're spitballing right now. I thought we were in pre oh, Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I'm Jesus. sorry. No, I'm siding with Dan, you were. I'm siding with Dan on of, this. Dan was kind of halfway between uh, Gilbert Godfrey and like Bobcat Goldthwait. Yeah, that's uh, true. and like from the Bronx for some reason. <laughs> I don't have the yeah. uh, like. I feel like I don't have the. I'm not capable of keeping my vocal cords tight enough to sustain a Gilbert Godfrey impression. I really, um, I'm really excited about this new idea that I have for the film, uh-huh. in which um, Gilbert Gottfried as the bird, yep. um, when the ghost or the robot, it doesn't matter, are falling in love for the first time. Yep. 
uh, with the love interest. Um, I want. <laughs> I'm really excited. Official official title. Official name and script. Yeah, the love interest. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm really excited uh, for this scene. The scene where Gilbert Gottfried, as the bird, sings the song "Why Do Birds Suddenly Appear." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, over the love at first sight montage. I'm listening. Why do birds suddenly appear? Wow. Mm, is that song in the public domain yet? Great question. I mean, look, how much can it cost? <laughs> We're, remember, someone's providing a budget for this. We'll have the money to clear music. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, okay. Well... As long as it's someone else's money. Mm-hmm. It's not someone else's money. It's the budget. <laughs> How are you not getting this? Someone gives us a budget. We use it. It's uh, still their money. We're still making that. their movie, but with our vision. Mike, so, you can be first AD. Cool. Uh, what, do I, what do I have to do? Probably it's mostly just get the pigeons where they belong. It's mostly scheduling tasks. Yeah, <laughs> I have to schedule the pigeon. We, we already established we're using stock footage for that. Oh yeah, see, you're already making your own life easier. You're solving oh, problems. Man. This is I'm. You know what? I'm glad I hired you. What's my job? <laughs> um, ACE. What the editor? Fuck is ACE. That? I don't know. It's like number or letters that always go after editors' names. Oh. Oh, so Association of Cinematic Editors. Is that is that what it is? I don't know. It very well could be. Do you know? I feel great having uh, having pawned off my duties onto Dan already. No, this is just for the Pigeon movie, not for the podcast. (laughs) Oh yeah, but keep in mind, Mike. In this instance, you aren't ranked, Dan. Right? Like because, like, as the producer and director, I'm not going to talk to the people that work for me. That's what you're there for. (laughs) <laughs> I need to be free to pursue my vision. Dan, you may also have a story by credit. Okay. I'll Mike as it. well. Yeah. I'll take it. I think this is I think this is going to this is literally going to just murder box office records. This sounds like a very lucrative move for all of us. Yeah. We I feel like I feel like like metaphorically, we've removed the inhibitor chip of our ability to slaughter box office records yep, with this. Exactly. I may be pushing things a little bit too far right now, but if we could find a way to film the whole thing using only stock footage, A, imagine how cheap it would be, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and B, we could knock this thing out before quarantine ends. That's a great point. We'll be the first, we'll be the first new film back in theaters when people exactly. are headed back. That's a really smart move. See, this is why you're my, this is why you're my number two. Okay, so Ooh, yeah. what I'm hearing then is we first need to find footage of one of the Hemsworths in a RoboCop costume. We then have to find <laughs> footage of the other Hemsworth either already made to look like a ghost or that can easily oh, yeah. be manipulated to look like you a can, ghost. You can ghostify him. That's a problem for post, and that's your problem, Dan. Right, 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 right. And then, I feel like there's got to be a ghost filter on like everything, right? Probably. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> What about a RoboCop filter? Um, that might be a little harder. I don't want to stress the processor on this old computer by firing up Final Cut right now while we're recording <laughs> to find out. <laughs> right. I mean, could we like use the like Instagram like 
kitty nose and ear technology for robocopping. Yeah. What if we just say that? Uh, what if we just say that whenever you when, when you die and become a ghost, you also become a cat person. Oh, you're going to use this to make the ghost? Yeah, I'll just find some. I'll just take. I'll cut footage from all of one of the Hemsworths' careers, and then just put the kitty filter over it. I felt like all of the like all of the RoboCop accessories were the thing that was going to require that technology the most. Yeah, yeah, Dan, you gotta, you gotta, we gotta all be pulling in one creative direction here. This are you gonna make the okay. ghost like a Scrooge style, like covered in chains ghost? Oh no, no, no! I think just like somewhat transparent. Oh. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Although, like a ghost you know, ghost. although if the ghosts were like, you know, carrying all these chains, that would like be a real parallel to the problems its physical body was having, mm. being covered in metal. Oh, that's good. Kind. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Really Maybe he feels like he's good. real weighted down by the fact that his spine has been replaced by hydraulic fluid. Okay, so we just have to track down any footage of one of the Hemsworth brothers playing what's-his-name in A Christmas Carol. The ghost of Christmas past? I thought it was the uh, other ghost. I think it's Marley. Marley, I, the, yeah. I think it's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. They're all ghosts. Yeah, but they're not all chain <laughs> well, ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> you got to get the chain ghost. <laughs> no, I think... You know what? I think I think we're trying to make the perfect the enemy of the good here. Yeah. Just like we gotta bang this like, out before quarantine's over. I think I think the ghosts can flit between all of the <laughs> Scrooge ghosts. Yeah, they're all ghosts. Okay, so what So then are we just And if we run out of footage, we'll just use ghostified Huey, Dewey, and Louie as they haunted Scrooge McDuck during the inevitable uh uh DuckTales Christmas carol. That must have happened. Maybe. That does seem likely. As but long I mean, as the voice doesn't change, people will get it. We'll just use the old one with Goofy. Was Goofy in DuckTales? No, but Goofy was in the Disney's A Christmas Carol. Where they oh, Disney's Scrooge A Christmas McDuck Carol. Scrooge. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. That makes I mean, more Goofy's sense to me. Goofy's basically a Hemsworth when you think about it. That's true. <laughs> yeah, when you, when you really get down to it. See, and you wanted to make him a cat. Dummy. <laughs> it turns out the logical thing is literally the exact opposite. <laughs> this is why we're in pre-production. We got to spitball this stuff. Oh, God, that's embarrassing for you, Dan. Oh, whatever. <laughs> so now so now we've really made the job easy for ourselves. Mm. Instead of having to, like, wrangle all these actors, all we have to do is get the rights to a Disney character. Yep. To use for free. Yep. A whole Disney movie. Yep. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, look, I pay for Disney Plus. There you I go. Give them my, I give them my $12 a month. I feel like it's fair use at that point. Yeah, as long as you explicitly say uh, fair use. Uh, no backseas. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and, fair use. This is satire. Yeah. No backseat. As long as you proclaim it, that it's true. Well, we'll yeah. just have. Uh, I mean, every time that the ghost shows up, we'll have each of their blocks of dialogue start with "This is satire." Yeah, um, yeah, and like as long as the first words out of like Goofy's mouth when he appears on screen is "Also, I'm a RoboCop." Right. Like, I think we're, I think we're in the clear. <laughs> Wait, I thought like, Goofy was the ghost. I'm so confused now. Yeah, but he's the ghost of a RoboCop. 
I see. Okay, got it. Yeah. Um, Mike. Wait, so was he a RoboCop when he died in our movie? <laughs> is this is this a RoboCop's yeah. ghost with unfinished business? Yeah, because Delta City just didn't have the charging station infrastructure to keep him alive. Oh, okay. That's the real impediment. If, okay. it had been, if he'd been a RoboCop in, say, Southern California, he'd be fine. So this is like a pretty significant updating of the franchise then. I understand. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so he was already a robot cop. A RoboCop, if you will. And then... I will. Oh, we should should include that line. (laughs) (laughs) Good good call. This Uh, is satire. I was once a robot robot cop. (laughs) A RoboCop, if you will. That's that's really you know that's what the original movie was missing mm-hmm. unless it wasn't I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Mike, make sure that this is all fair use. Run it through legal, Dan. You're legal. Oh, geez. Okay. <laughs> Gorsh. Ooh, oh. ooh, that's copyright infringement. You should know better. Sorry, you're oh, legal. I thought, I thought you had Disney Plus. I thought we were fine. We weren't ready for that on the podcast. Okay, this yeah, is satire. satire. Gorsh. Yeah, I guess that's like I guess that's just like quoting. That's homage. You're good. Yeah. Okay, I'm legal now. You were bad at it. <laughs> Mike. Mike, run that through legal. Uh yeah, this uh we're totally clear on this. Uh also just in case uh, we'll comment on it. Uh wow, that was a real uh signature line from the uh character of Goofy. Invented at some point in the last <laughs> century or so. Century or so? <laughs> Jesus. How? What? What happened? Look, we're, trying to, we're trying to make this podcast evergreen. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. You want this to still work in 50 to 60 years. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. People, pe- Just well, well, people are fondly remembering the, uh, the 11 Academy Award winning film. RoboCop 4, Ghost in the Shell 2. Right. <laughs> right. Starring Gilbert Gottfried and some Hemsworths. Wow, they're credited. Wait. So we're, we're going to give Gilbert Gottfried first billing and then credit <laughs> the other two as some Hemsworths. I mean, well, because Gilbert Gottfried's the only one that actually has to like record dialogue for this. The Hemsworths is just stock footage. So how, okay, if we're using Goofy, You're the voice of both of them, Dan. If we, okay. So we're not actually doing the Hemsworths. We're just saying that it's the no, Hemsworths voice no. Goofy. What? You think Mike, you think, you think Mike needs the headache of figuring out how to pay two Hemsworths? No. We're not to mention remembering which one is the ghost and which one is the robot. I, I believe <laughs> that we've determined that Liam Hemsworth is the robot and Chris Hemsworth is the ghost. Chris Hemsworth was Thor. Liam Hemsworth is related to Chris Hemsworth. I believe that that is what... There's another one? Yeah, man. Oh. Well, I guess now Gilbert Gottfried is the voice of him uh, instead of a bird. (laughs) But is he playing a bird? Yeah. I mean, can you find... Do you think you can find enough stock footage of him dressed like a bird? I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure. Okay. Yeah. If you think we're good, I'll trust you on this. Yeah. It's, Which family has more actors, the Hemsworths or the Wilsons? Or the Sarsgaards? Well, Ooh. there's Luke and Owen Sarsgaard. Right. Uh-huh. 
boy, that was just like, like that wasn't really a joke. It was just, I just said a thing wrong and went, I don't know, someone will react. <laughs> like that was Man. my logic there. That is a pretty foundational aspect of our comedy on this show. Um, so like, it's just Luke and Owen Wilson, right? There's not more. Isn't there another one? Yeah. I thought there was another one. Oh, I don't know. But he's even more obscure. Yeah. I didn't even I didn't even know about the third Hemsworth. You got to get on this stuff. Yeah, like and I there's Peter Sarsgaard and is that it? Are there more? I'm much less familiar with the Sarsgaards. Yeah, I think Dan's the one that said it out loud. He's the one that's on the hook for explaining himself. Explain yourself, Dan. There's I don't think Peter is one of the Sarsgaards. I think he's a different Sarsgaard. <laughs> Well, so there's one in that family, then, we've determined. There's Huey Sarsgaard, yeah, Dewey, Dewey Sarsgaard, and Louis. Louis Sarsgaard. And Stellan. And, of course, Webigail. Stebigail. Right. Stellan, Stebigail, Sarsgaard. What is happening? <laughs> What's wrong? Yeah, we're Wait. just listing the Skarsgaards. I don't, I don't even, I don't know who any of these people are. <laughs> what do they do? They are actors. In baby. what? Are, so many things. Did any one of them ever play Thor, a Highlander, or a Robocop? One of them was in Thor. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say something about how if it wasn't in Thor, then I don't care about it. But like now, I feel like you're trying to make a fool of me. I wasn't trying to. You've been busted down to assistant editor, Dan. What was I before? Editor. Oh. <laughs> You're your own assistant now. All right. That's Get cool. yourself some coffee. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, could, I could stand to... Uh, my attempt to make sure that my glass would stay full for the entire episode has totally failed. Oh. We're only 38 minutes in, and I'm, uh, I'm toast. You toast? You have toast? No, I... Uh, was expressing dismay through a, a long-established metaphor. So what are you going to yeah. do now that you have an empty glass? Well, I you certainly know. can't toast. Certainly not. Yeah, That'd that's... That'd be rude. I mean, I have some backwash in oh, here that I could God, toast even worse. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, man. Mike, you got to lock down a budget for this for this picture first. Like... Then, then before we, I can drink anything else, yeah, because then we can services right now. Yeah, then we so can afford for you to drink other things. So I definitely have to get this done within like three days. Yeah, you get about seventy-two hours. <laughs> Clock's ticking. You really know how to motivate, right? I'm telling you, like this is like, look, filmmaking is a collaborative medium, and I need you to do this for me. <laughs> I mean, like, look, we could sit here and talk about making this movie for up to an hour. And is that going to get anything done? No. Right. I, I'm starting to remember that there's another, that there's a, that there's a Skarsgård family that's like SK instead of just SA at the beginning. Yeah, that's what I and meant. The, and yeah, and there's an old creepy guy that's like the old man of it named like Kellen Skarsgård, right? Stalin. Stalin. Yeah. Um, yeah, get me him for this movie. Yeah, he's the one that he, was in Thor. Yeah, he's the villain. 
He's got to be a villain, right? Sure. So, like, so like at least half of the stock footage that we need is actually just repurposed footage from the movie Thor. That's yeah. what I'm hearing, but, yes. we, but we proclaim it to be stock footage by continuously <laughs> saying, satire, satire, no copyright intended. Well, I'm d- yeah, I mean, I pay for Disney+. Plus. They own Thor now. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Um, all I'm saying, Dan, is like use the blur tool to like make sure that like RoboCop's ghost isn't always carrying around a hammer. Right, 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 right. Just right. blur it out. <laughs> like, yeah, if, if we have to, if you, I mean, if you can find scenes like where he's not holding a hammer, like maybe he's waiting for it to fly back to him or something like that, that'd be great. I mean, you could make the hammer like just. Like blur it just to the point where it looks like it could plausibly be like one of the locks on the chains or something. Yeah, great idea. Yeah. Check yeah. Out. See, like once we get into like now that we're into concept art, like this is really starting <laughs> to feel like like it's coming to life. Like this is real now. Yeah. I learned that there's a scar scar named Walter. Is it is it is it spelled differently or is it just Walter with a pronunciation? It's Walter with a V, baby. So it's W V A L T E R. No, god damn it! He's not allowed in this movie. <laughs> That's a dumb name. Uh, is is the name actually pronounced Walter or is it just spelled with a V that's pronounced as a W? I don't know. I'm not Swedish. Well, Dan, get on this. Where did you get this information that you can't get the pronunciation? Yeah, I mean, like, don't, like, don't offend our, don't offend our, you know, lead antagonist by not knowing how to pronounce his child's name. Uh, I'll work on it. God. And, but don't let that get in the way of your editing duties. This, getting, this has to be done in your time. Getting myself coffee. Yeah. Yeah, get yourself some coffee and clean up after yourself. And then learn how to pronounce Walter. Or, yeah. Yeah, and then tell yourself. Right. <laughs> it's a skeleton crew, Dan. We're all making do and doing multiple jobs. I, I know, I know. For example, I'm the boss of both you and Mike. You think that's easy? <laughs> no. No. Especially, with, especially when one of you has a completely incompetent assistant. I see. I see where this is going. This is how this is how you get off schedule. This is how a production ends up behind schedule. Well, this is also the magic of movie making, baby. The magic is getting off schedule? I mean, it isn't, isn't this it? This is what the people tune in for. This is what the people line up at the theaters for, to find out that the movie isn't out yet. Yep. I mean, that's I mean, kind of true right now, probably. I think it's the opposite right now, right? Like, yeah, they should not be lining up at the theaters. Yeah, no right one's now. lining up at theaters, but movies are coming out anyways. Or they are lining up at theaters, but it's like with a sign that says "Liberty" or something. Yeah, yeah. Give me, give me Harrison Ford talking to a CGI dog, or give me death. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. I wish that had been more. I wish that had been a more prominent. Uh, item in when they would interview protests just like i can't even watch harrison ford go down a river with a fake dog what is it isn't this even america anymore mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ugh. Maybe right, you know what they sh- something called the constitution 
Yeah. You know what? I think the I think the problem that they made with that movie is they CG'd the dog. They should have used stock footage of a dog. Clearly. <laughs> and, yeah, obviously. And there's so it, much footage of dogs out there. I know, right? And and there's and Gilbert Gottfried has so much time just waiting to lend his voice to them. <laughs> <laughs> what are people even doing anymore? Like, you remember when Hollywood used to make good movies where Gilbert Gottfried was the voice of things? Yep. 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 Or failing that, one of us doing a Gilbert Gottfried impression. Right. <laughs> right. This is a this is somewhat of a make work. A what? A make work. Who talks like it's that? It's a thing where you make work. Yeah, like you know, mm-hmm. like like the Works Progress Administration. We didn't need all those parks or trails or to enjoy nature in America. We just needed to put people back to work. So yeah. You- this is what we need in these in these times where people are out of work. We need to create so many movies work. that Gilbert Gottfried himself can't do all of them. Yeah, and oh, we I need see. a lot of Gilbert Gottfried impersonators. I guess they could do that from their homes. So that's yeah, but yeah. The new version of building lodges at national parks and that sort of shit is voice acting. Ah, oh. voice acting are the new big strong men that rebuilt America. Nice. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Um, yeah, this just makes sense. It does uh, make sense. Shout out, uh, shout out to friend of the show, Ian Fishman, uh, and his uh, and his company, Millennial Voiceover, where young men and women rebuild America. Does he does a, does does he do a Gilbert Gottfried? I mean, so I, it's a pretty big company. I think I think they have a pretty sizable roster. Somebody must. It would shock me if Ian Fishman himself did not ever do a Gilbert Gottfried impression. That's so a far. great point. But do it for money. That's the question. Mm. Oh, I mean, like, how well do you know Ian? What are the things you think he won't do for money? <laughs> he's got a uh, he's got a he's got a punk aesthetic to his work life. I mean, nothing's more punk than being Gilbert Gottfried. I I think so. <laughs> I mean, that's why it's printed on the back of every dollar bill this country has ever produced. <laughs> Interesting. We're strangely prescient, but yes, that is that is true. Yeah, that just makes sense to me. Okay, so yeah. um so here's what we need to do. Okay. Uh are you whiteboarding this right now? Yeah. Okay. Um uh well I'm using a private Pinterest board, but it's the same thing. Right. Um uh like here's what we need to do. This one movie can't possibly create enough work that Gilbert Gottfried needs impersonators to do it. So our production company, of which I am the titular head, Stephen Montenegro Productions. Okay. Um, uh, no, that's too generic. Stephen Montenegro is better than you, Productions. Um, <laughs> Are we married to that name? Are we married to this? <laughs> yeah, it's locked in. It's, I just filed the paperwork. All right. Um, I need the two of you to generate approximately 1,200 more ideas for movies that can be shot entirely with stock footage uh, <laughs> and Gilbert Godfrey impressions. <laughs> and Dan, for the love of God, stop stalling, hire yourself an assistant, and get them editing these new movies. Okay, okay. Jeez. Okay. Gilbert Godfrey plays uh, a train. And this train okay, is I like going it. very... He's going straight ahead... Very fast. Cool, cool. Uh, and then it it continues to do that until it no longer is visible. 
Dan, Dan, uh, that's the first movie. You've just repitched the entirety of the first movie. Yeah, but Gilbert Gottfried voices the train. And, like, is that that may be the only movie that's never been remade. That's true. That's it what I'm begging for it now. Yeah, you're right. It's already built in. It's built All right. in. Stop, stop selling when you get to yes, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've already sold me on it. I've already greenlit it. Um... And, you know, that movie terrified audiences. Imagine right. how much more and newly terrifying it'll be when it's Gilbert Gottfried yelling, Hello, I'm a train! <laughs> While it's happening. Oh, yep. man. Terrifying. Oh, I love it. Yep. I love it. I wonder if Rob Zombie would be interested to direct. Oh, yeah. See if you can attach him, Mike. Or assign it to Dan. Or Dan's assistant. Well, you have to. Yeah, I mean. Only... You'll have to what's he doing him? now? I don't know. You'll have to tell him the train is from like the the deep woods of Appalachia or something for him to be interested in it. Oh, well, that's the sort of thing that he can add to it. I think. Yeah, this is the like this is the same train that starred as the train in several old grindhouse cinema classics about trains. It's right. looking to make a comeback. He owes it to the genre to help it make its comeback. Yeah. I'm selling it for you. This is your job. Assuming Mike assigned it to you. Right. Right, which I did. Great. Okay. So let's. Uh, so I'll, we'll record a Gilbert Gottfried impersonator saying, My name is Train. I'm full of cannibal hookers. <laughs> and then we'll bring that to Rob Zombie so that he's more interested. Great. Great. See, you're doing well, Dan. You're doing, you're doing really well here. What else you got? Uh, pa, 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 pa. uh, okay. Gilbert Gottfried plays a series of lumberjacks who okay. are tearing down old growth forests with those big saws that require two people. Gotcha. Okay. So it's a it's a it's a period piece. Mm-hmm. Um the tree is cut down and falls down and then they ride the trunks down a river. Well like a like flume style. Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, and then probably there's a factory at some point. I'm not hearing conflict here. Oh, uh, Gilbert Gottfried also voices the trees. Oh, so it's a Gilbert Gottfried versus, versus nature sort of plot. Yeah. So we want the lumberjacks to win is what you're saying. I mean, I think it's up to interpretation. And I'm not sure the audience is going to side with this. Pass. Mike, you're up. Uh, what if we what if we just add the entire Fern Gully script to it? Yeah, perfect. Nailed it. We haven't remade that yet. Done. <laughs> okay. Uh, here's my what Gilberts want. Uh, Gilbert Gottfried uh, is uh, struck by a car, and when he wakes up, he can hear the thoughts of all the Gilbert Gottfried impersonators around him. Whoa. Oh, oh, I like this. Um, attach Tiffany Hadish, and we'll call it good. <laughs> Great. I'm loving this. Um, so here's here's what I'm thinking for prestige piece. Mm-hmm. Um, as the first models we open, as the first earliest models of tanks start rolling across trenches into no man's land uh, in the uh, in the Argonne uh, in France, the snow starts to fall. Mm-hmm. And we, we sweep across the trenches to see all of these men groaning, Ah, my stomach! 
Uh, <laughs> and the tank rolls into no man's land and is met with another tank. And there's only a small bit of shrapnel and unexploded ordnance between them. Um, and then, and then we hear from the tank, from the tank, can't we stop all this fighting just for one day? It's Christmas. I don't know. Let's call it Armistice Day. And the film, uh-huh. our prestige piece, uh-huh. Armistice Day, goes on to win all of the Academy Awards. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So is the film... So is... Here's my question. Is the actual, like, content of the film going to be a real-time soccer game with entirely Gilbert Gottfried-voiced soldiers? No, actually, the soldiers... The soldiers can just be any voices. Like, and there's there's plenty of soccer... Like, I don't know if you've seen these, but a lot of soccer matches have been filmed before. So, like, we could just use one of those. Right. And we just say, (laughs) it's a satire. These are soldiers. And, like, yeah. And, like, they can have whatever voices that they they want. We can cast it from, you know, like, we'll throw a bone to the mini Gilbert Gottfried impersonators that that are just yearning to use their real voices in something and cast them as that. The twist is, Gilbert Gottfried is the ball. (laughs) Oh, Oh wow! Because only wow. the only Gilbert Gottfried and thus the ball could bring them together. Wow! So was the ball the voice coming from the tank? Yep, fired, <laughs> fired right out the gun. Oh, all right. Yep, that's me. You're probably wondering how I got here. Wow, <laughs> this is getting kind of Skeletor-like. <laughs> oh. Ooh, He-Man. Yeah, Gilbert Gottfried plays Skeletor. Yeah, Great. perfect. Um, yeah, and then Gilbert Godfrey doing a Dolph Lundgren impression as He-Man. Nice. Right, because we have to keep all of the details of the original Masters of the Universe movie that had nothing to do with the property they were making a movie of. Yeah, but that, but like that little, like, that, like, little scarred up little person thing is just like man at arms now. We just say that it's man at arms. We fixed it. (laughs) Good, I like it. Yeah, see? So, okay. We've greenlit, what, five or six pictures now? At least. Um, including a remake of the first moving picture film of all time. Yep. Uh, and our prestige piece, uh, Armistice Day Ballin' starring Gilbert Gottfried as the ball. <laughs> I mean, I'm, uh, I'm, I can picture the piles of money already. I'm already sitting on them. Oh. Oh yeah, people have been people have been mailing me money this whole time. I assume Mike's just been doing his job well. Unlike that's Dan, the is that the budget that you're sitting on? I assume I assume Mike's been getting people to send me the budget. You know oh, what? Yeah, of course that's what happened. You know what, Mike? Get yourself a new assistant, Dan. You're Mike's new assistant. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. And Mike, please, like, yeah. if you want to be taken seriously around here, fire your assistant's assistant. He sucks. Dan, fire your assistant. Okay. What am I going to do it? That's Done. a great point. Oh Done. god, Done. I respect you so much more now. Oh, <laughs> thanks. Keep keep it up, Mike. One day you'll be in this chair, the one made out of money. Yeah. Okay. Just clarifying. I want to make sure that was clear that you were not actually in a chair, but on a pile of money. Yeah. Okay. I mean, look. I stacked it in the shape of a chair. Oh, okay. That's that's nice. Yeah. Each oh, leg is just... And it's not like you 
It's not like you couldn't have a chair if you wanted one. What's no. the total value of that chair? Um, these six films and my legacy, Dan. I meant like the. <laughs> oh, now so now all of a sudden you want to get paid for your work? Oh, Dan, that's so gross. It's not, not about the money. It's about the art. And the exposure that you're getting from this. Yeah, I'm getting a ton of exposure on this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're going to be in the credits as most of the jobs. <laughs> that's true. And, and in the credits as worst Gilbert Gottfried. Okay, that's you true. You haven't even tried it. <laughs> <laughs> that's not part of my job. Great point. I mean, I guess it wasn't part of my job either. I was just... All right, all right, all right. I'll do hostile. my Gilbert I'll Gottfried impression. Fine, fine, fine. Dan, do my Gilbert Gottfried impression. Ugh. <laughs> Gorsh. Oh, God. Satire. That is better than Dan's. You're right, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I've worked hard on it. Ugh. Yeah. Wow. Man, this business will just chew you up and spit you out. You're so naive, Dan. <laughs> You got a lot to learn. I guess so. <laughs> Stick with me, and by me, I mean Mike and Mike's assistant, uh, and then me. You'll go That's far, assuming that Mike's assistant and Mike say so. I'm going back to my small Midwestern hometown. Of, oh, no. Of Delta City? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. You're going to get eaten alive there. You thought L.A. was bad. Imagine a place that's so bad that they have to that they have to build robots to police it, and then the robots are haunted. Oh, that is rough. See, God, I do not envy you. Oh well, I'm just going to enjoy my money chair and not think about you ever again. Now I'm picturing <laughs> the police chief being like, "Look, it's not that we have to change our practices; it's that our entire force is haunted." Oh, that's good. Ooh, you just got bumped up to additional material by. All right. Give me that point oh something percent, baby. Yeah, you're working your way back. Uh, was this entire episode an allegory about making it in the business? I don't know. I'm just. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. There was definitely a message to it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. Great point. Yeah, that's a great point. Also, this entire episode is the script of my newest hit film Whoa. called Making It in the Business, starring Gilbert Gottfried as Dan. <laughs> well, come on. Dude, look, I've heard your Gilbert Gottfried impression. You gotta know that he's gonna do a better impression of you than you can of him. That's fair. That's a great point. That's fair. I mean, he's, he's actually been paid to do impressions. Yeah. What have you done? Yeah, Dan. I got myself coffee. Was it good coffee, though? No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, does anyone have anything uh, happening? Steven, you have your late nights thing. Yeah, the crew of Late Nights Minneapolis will be back in maybe, we're hoping a little over a week or so uh, with, our, with our, the first episode of our new show, uh, Confined to Quarters. Um, watch the late nights, late nights Minneapolis or late nights MPLS or in one instance, late nights underscore MPLS. Thanks for not matching Ugh. all the, yeah. Thanks for not matching all of the, all the handles, Joe. Um, <laughs> uh, but watch those channels, especially Facebook. Go, you know, 
go peep late nights on Facebook. You can also shout out to Joe. See Joe's afternoon variety show. It's a variety of it's Joe touching a variety of things as he drinks in the afternoon every day. Um, uh, and you'll you'll certainly be alerted as to when uh, confined to quarters our new quarantine shot variety show sci-fi variety show uh, shows up sci-fi yeah I've oversold the sci-fi elements but there's an element of that yeah is is it robocopery not yet. There's still time, though. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to. I'm trying to purchase the entire. Uh, I'm hoping that uh, Stephen Montenegro is better than you. Um, can purchase the entire late nights brand and just incorporate it. But we'll right. see. Right. We'll see how that attempted uh, hostile vertical integration goes. Mm-hmm. Well, good luck with that. Yeah, it'll just be so much more efficient when everybody does what I say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's what's that's what's coming up. Cool. Any, either of you got anything? Um, no. Ah, it's a bummer. I'm just living my best life, the yes. life I was born to live. Uh, <laughs> one where you, a... one where you don't have to go anywhere except for wander around with animals dragging you into the road periodically. Yeah, that's it. Yep. Wow. You you're living your dream, Mike. I really am. How your pop, uh, what's your Popeye situation though? Uh, I've got uh, three in the freezer right now. Okay. How long is that going to last you? Uh, three days. No. Yeah. <laughs> what are you? Oh, God, Dan. How this is why you're your own you assistant. How much what? How much dog food do you have? Uh, a, a, a lot? Oh, then you're fine. Yeah, just switch to eating dog food. Yeah. Hmm. It, it makes perfect sense. We did a whole episode about it. Mm-hmm. Right. Go back to what the episode before last episode? Yeah, it was oh, two man. or three ago. Oh, it was a corn cast, but. Ugh. Right. <laughs> um. I don't know why that word made me so uncomfortable. Oh, also, check out our new show, Corncast, where we uh, review all of the fungal chicken alternatives sure i do that hey some of them are corn fungus beef alternatives as well oh yeah, all right Mike. i wasn't aware of that yeah Idiot. i'm a pretty big fan of their meatballs as long as you eat them before they get freezer burned <laughs> i mean that's a <laughs> well, solid that's true that's pretty much anything review. oh oh but it's not like normal freezer burn these once they freezer burn like you can't there's no way of preparing them in which they're not slimy mm. and don't no one want that yeah that's true Right. All right. Well, okay. So we don't we don't do that. Okay. So what we're what we're plugging here is uh, late nights MPLS or late nights underscore MPLS in some unknown format. Uh, don't let your corn get freezer burned yep. or it will be slimy. Yep. And uh, run, don't walk us. back to the theaters as right. soon as you can to see RoboCop Four. Ghost in the Shell, and too. Of course, and, of course, email us for your vegetable name. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Email us to get, us a, to get yourself a vegetable name. Oh, God. I can't believe people, I can't believe people might have forgotten about that. Howbadcast oh. at gmail.com. Howbadcast at gmail.com. All right. Well, uh, there you go. That's what you needed, and we gave it to you. Yep. Uh, You're welcome, welcome America. Trademarks. <laughs>
Pardon? All of this is trademarked. No one else can do all this dumb stuff we've been talking about. Yeah, very much copywritten right. and trademarked. Yeah. Right. Except for the stuff where we were talking about copywritten material. Then it's satire, satire, no copyright. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But no one it, else can satirize it. Yeah. We've got, right. satiri- we've got satirist <laughs> right. rights. We have satirist this rights. Our, this is our official no satire clause. <laughs> I mean, if Disney had just thought to put that in the dialogue of their movies. Yep. Idiots. <laughs> poor fools. Suck right. it, Michael Eisner. Yeah. Are you still in charge? I don't know. It doesn't matter. No. <laughs> I don't believe so. Okay. Uh, all right. This is the show. And now it's done. Hey, did you ever do the theme song? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to you do it now? Yeah. We'll, Outro. We'll hanging out. Yeah. A bad cast. 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 Money chair. Robocop. Talking birds. Godfrey. All right, now the show is officially started. Bye. Bye. Bye.